everybody to Four Color Sequentials, Volume 3, Episode 6. I am Luis Cavedo. I'm Dominic Saragusa. I'm burping, sorry. <laughs> and uh, we took the opportunity to do two episodes since we had to reschedule because of stuff. Uh, so yeah, we got Krypton and Batman Ninja. Batman Ninja will be a review. Krypton, you're going to explain it to me because I haven't watched a single damn thing okay. about it. But yeah, let's start with Batman Ninja. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a direct-to-DVD or Blu-ray or what are the kids watching nowadays? Digital. Uh, animated movie adaptation of the Batman mythos in anime style. Uh, Madhouse does the animation for it. Uh, they are, yeah, they're one of the best in the business. But What do you think? Quick version. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, I sent you a text message while I was watching it saying... I think, did I say, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is still my feeling about it. What was I watching? Uh, I'm not going to give it a thumbs up or down. It's like right in the middle. Because okay. parts that were like, oh, that's cool. And there was m- probably majority of the time it's like, what is going on? All right. I, I, I might have an explanation towards that because, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a, a lukewarm midway thumb, you know. It looked amazing. Yeah, it's, the animation was amazing. It's very well animated. It takes these moments where the animation style what rapidly changes. <clears throat> well, okay. The <laughs> how do you explain it? Like they took Batman, uh-huh. right, and all the surrounding rogues and allies, and they threw them into ancient feudal Japan. Feudal Japan. And then somehow, through drugs and alcohol, or I don't know what, they end up throwing all the tropes of what you expect from, like, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's stereotypical anime. Yeah. Giant robots, uh, the, the kitty monkey uh, sidekick I... thing. There, there were things that were definitely, like, a little bit, like, weird, especially for somebody that doesn't watch anime regularly. But, like, certain things, I, like, I'm looking at it, and it's like, okay, that makes sense. Like, when the robots combine at the end, it's like, okay, so here's the big Voltron moment. Although, yeah. a lot of people, I'm sure, have seen Voltron. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I was like, what? It was okay. a unique experience. Like well, a, this, All of this is a choice. And You guys made some choices here, and yeah. you stuck to them, so good for you. Here's one thing I didn't know about the movie, and why I need to watch it again was I had always assumed that the movie was worked on uh, in tandem between the studio in Japan, whoever wrote it and directed it, and the voiceover guys over here, as well as the translation. This movie was actually written in Japanese, Japanese text, with Japanese actors, voice actors, and then was dubbed translated and reworked for American audiences. Okay. And from what I've heard, we got a vastly different movie from the original version. The original Japanese version. Okay. By th- something as simple as just a change in the script and how it was translated from one way to the other. And I think that's why we end up with a trippy ass movie because I've told you my first experience watching uh the old heavy metal movie. Yeah. And I watched it on MTV late night one night. I remember I thought, this is like 
TV acid. I was sitting there watching this, and all the colors are just popping off, and I'm like, wait, too young to be watching it, but I can't look away, you know? And it, at times, at the beginning, it felt like that. It's like, I, I, ha- I went through the moment you went through where it's like, what the hell am I watching? What is going on? <laughs> you know? I watched at work because I teach seniors, so they were all gone, so I had the classroom to myself, so I was like, all right, I'll just pop this on real quick today. And I was like, pull it, throw it on, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Did you watch it in one sitting or? Yeah. So wow. I, was like, right. I didn't watch the both versions. I just watched the yeah, yeah. English version. Did Did you buy digital or did you I rent rented, digital? I rented digital and it came with both. With both, okay. I didn't realize there was a Japanese version. Otherwise, I would have just watched the Japanese version. I mean, nothing to take away from the American voice actors because they do have some like heavy, heavy uh, duty people doing I this. Know, but they're, it's so exaggerated. Like, they are going I'm for... I'm glad I watched it. I'll never watch it again. I mean, even the Japanese version, you won't watch it? Uh, maybe, but it felt... I don't know. For 80 minutes, it felt really long. It does feel long. It, it really does. And, and that was my thing. I kept, like, looking. I was like, is this only an hour and 20? Because it feels like I've been on here an hour and 20 already. Yeah. Yeah. Like when when the big climax happens, like midway through the movie, yeah, and you know obviously they have to throw things off. But I thought to myself, all right, this is done already. Okay, so I'm ready for it to be done. And then it's like, oh no no, it's just starting. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, we're only forty minutes in. Right, and that's not to say it's a bad movie. It's just it's it drags. The it's... translation doesn't work. No, and like come on guys, we we're we're past the point of having to dub things in the old. Speed racer style of Jim Jim jump on the jump on the Mac one and our racer X is around the corner. You know, there's no reason to overact it that way. I get that the visuals kind of demand that, but it's almost demeaning at a point. You know, it was it's cool. What did you like about it? I was mad that I watched that instead of uh, what's the Suicide Squad movie? Oh, Hell to Pay. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen that yet. All right, when you watch Hell to Pay, we'll review that. Cause I friggin' loved Hell to Pay. Like, that might be, like, top three DC Animated Universe. Wow, movies. okay. Which, by the way, they just added a ton of them to Hulu. Yeah, I, I saw that. I noticed that. And I was like, you know what? I might crank them all out soon. Yeah, if you're listening to this in 2018, if it's 2023, then maybe the license expired on that. <laughs> but, yeah. What did you... All right, no, no, let's start with the negatives. What did you dislike about the movie? It was slow. Um, the story did not make any sense, but if you're explaining, it, like, saying the translation thing, then that's why the story didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird that the, like, climax was in the middle of the movie. Yeah, and it works better in the middle of the movie than it does with the end scene. Yeah, because the end scene, like, the whole monkey thing turning into a giant Batman. I, <laughs> I can't... I just felt like I wasn't watching a real thing. I felt like I wasn't watching a real movie. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I, yeah. And some of, like, the acting was, like, way over the top, like, voice acting. It was unnecessary. It was a bit much. And good voice acting. It felt like, like a parody. Said, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's the, that's just the sad part about it all. Um, yeah, that voice acting, for sure, for a movie called Batman Ninja. There's no real ninja stuff. There's no stuff ninja in stuff until the very, very end. Like, that was cool, the whole Batman samurai and with the caption there, and it's like, okay, Batman is embodying the samurai spirit. And then at the end of the movie, he finally embodies 
Batman Ninja for the duration of five friggin' minutes for a fight. And it was cool, but so short. And it's not earned. I don't know. No, I mean, I just... The animation was cool. Yeah. And I was just... So it's... I, I don't even know what to say. I just... I watched it. I was like, so... Batman, huh? <laughs> okay. Pretty pictures, right? Yeah. I, I have a friend that... If somebody, because a guy at work was like, "Did you watch it?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. He's like, "What do you think?" I go, "It looked nice." Yeah. He goes, "I don't get it." I go, "I don't either." So. I I didn't ask for his permission to say this, but I, we have a friend, a mutual friend, that doesn't read comics. He just skims over the pages and looks at the art. Okay. He's like, okay, well, do you enjoy it that way? It's like I get the general idea. Yeah. <laughs> um. What what did I like? Because we gotta give something good to this thing. I mean, the animation works. We've we've said that there was a moment during spoilers, obviously, um, when they go to uh, the field where Joker and Harley are at. Yeah. And the animation style completely changes. Yeah. To this almost like uh, old school watercolor watercolor picture type deal. And that was actually really cool. It almost throws you off initially, but it it works effectively to kind of tell a different tone of story. Yeah. And the use of color, especially at the end when you realize, oh, the Joker is probably not healed. He really is still crazy with the red shading. Yeah. That was, you know, that's where the beauty of the animation really comes through. Uh, most of the action sequences are actually kind of neat. Some of them are a little over the top, obviously, because... Like monkeys making a large Batman. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the science of that is, but... Yeah. It doesn't work. But some of the character designs are actually really cool, yeah, too. Yeah, I did. I like Nightwing a lot. Yeah. And then uh, Red Hood. Yeah. I, that's the coolest I think he's ever looked. I almost wish they would put him in that regular Japanese garb in, in the comics now. Robin was cool. He's fine. Yeah, he was Nightwing right. was really cool. Red Hood was... And when Batman finally <clears throat> turns into Batman Ninja, it kind of looks neat. But yeah, yeah. It was, it's all right. It's an okay movie. If you wanna, if you wanna, if it's a ninety-nine cent rental deal on Amazon or iTunes, yeah, yeah. fine. Or you wanna just watch something mind-numbing? Then there you go. Watch Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Hear our review. Uh, Krypton. All yeah. Right. Okay. So this is a show that's on Sci-Fi. Yeah. It just finished its. 10 episode run for the mm-hmm. first season and got renewed for a second season. I, I've only seen like screen caps. Uh, I just saw like the little bit that you showed me here while we were figuring out your fire stick. And the first thing I actually thought within those fir- like 15 or 20 seconds or so, it's like, oh, this is actually pretty good production values yeah. for a sci fi series. That's, that was the first thing I thought when I watched the pilot. Okay, what what sell it to me? Sell me on. All right, on so the idea of the show is, uh, it's set two generations before Superman. Mm-hmm. His so his great grandfather. Right. Adam Strange comes back to the past, um, and meets his. I think it's yeah, Segel, and meets him and says, "Listen, there's someone coming to destroy Krypton. Mm-hmm. So Superman isn't born." And it will change the fate of the universe if this man's not born. Your grandson needs to be born. He needs to go to Earth. Um, and so 
this whole story starts off with going on, you know what, we have to figure out where Brainiac is in the universe and where is he at, how close is he to Krypton, we have to stop him when he get if he gets here, or if we can stop him before he gets here. Is um, he a rogue, like he's off on his own, he Brainiac? He is a world eater, like, so his ship is huge, and it looks really cool. You, if you've watched the trailer, you've seen his ship, and then, like, he also does have a body. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they show his ship, at the end of the first episode, it's like, oh, shit, like, this this looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the production value for the rest of the show is really good. They spent some money. Which it is looks why, good, yeah. Which is why it's like, all right, it's ten episodes, but each episode is like, you get a lot of story, and it mm-hmm. hits its beats. Like, there is no filler. There is no, it's like, we had ten episodes. Well, with an, yeah, with a season like that, you can't waste them. Um, and so, at first, I was like, this show seems unnecessary. It's, why do we need this? But you watch it, and you're like, it really pulls you in. So, the whole in the first episode, th- they're establishing device on this is how much time we have is Superman's cape because mm-hmm. um, Adam Strange comes with it. He brings it with him and says uh, it's disappearing. It's pretty much the Back to the Future picture. This cape is disappearing, and when this cape completely disappears, erases from existence, Superman no longer exists. Is, exists, and we have failed. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure that this. Cape quits disappearing and comes back. So it's really cool, and it's like the rose petals falling in Beauty and the Beast, or it's the picture disappearing in right, Back, and to, the back to the Future. Right, and Back to the Future, yeah. But there are cameos, and characters show up who you don't expect to show up from the current timeline that are interesting. Is there a lot of time travel in <laughs> Yes, the there's a lot of time travel okay. in this show. From multiple people, not just Adam Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... The way I would describe the rest of the story, once you're in Krypton and you're in um, like Kandor and you're in the major cities, mm-hmm. is it's Game of Thrones. It's a it's a political backroom intrigue, backstabbing um, drama. That's it's all about the houses. It's and the houses the and the yeah. Houses. So it's yeah. it's like you have house like L. You have. Uh, the Zod, the Zods are all uh, like soldiers. They're bred to be soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the religious aspect, where it's um, the voice of Rao. Right. Yeah. Which are the five faces, and um, it's it kind of sucks you in. Like it may, it's way more interesting. It's kind of action packed. It's not that. It's surprisingly not as action packed as you would think it would be. It's a lot more like political. Uh, intrigue and court, like court intrigue. Mm-hmm. It sounds a lot more interesting than I thought it would be because because it- when you hear the show, it's like, oh, it's about like it's about the elves, but they don't have powers, and why do I give? And then the uh, like under other plots that like make the story more interesting is you have the Black Order, or, or no, um, what is it called? Um, Black Zero. They're from the comics, but Black Zero is trying to overthrow. Um, the whole like trying to pull a coup and uh, like mm-hmm. erase the class like class hierarchy so everyone's equal, right? Um, and you have all these different relationships and people, and then you get into the religious aspect, you get into the cloning aspect, and where you fall, what house do you have class? Well, they because <laughs> that's really not a part of um the Krypton mythology in the comics, the whole cloning thing, that was almost the thing that they introduced with um, Man of Steel. Yeah. With the movie, yeah. So they borrow from different yeah. things. 
Yeah, that almost fits more with uh, Adam Strange. Yeah. Like, because that's the reason why Adam was brought to Ran, which was to repopulate the planet, because they're the sperm of the and males. And the guy who plays... And the, each per, the performances are great. Uh, the guy who plays Adam Strange is really... is fun. Mm-hmm. And the main character of the show, Sagal, is... He's, He's good, but Adam Strange, I think, is the best part of the show. How many leads do you have in this thing? Is it like the main cast of like four or five? Or uh, does it change with each episode? You have Adam Strange and Segel, and then mm-hmm. the revolve. it's a revolving cast around them for each episode. And you have like your core players, but those two are the main two. And then everyone else comes around them. Does but it- everybody gets their due. Okay. Does it feel like it matters? Because that's... What do you mean? Well, like, what's the end game? I mean, you know, we know the Superman mythos. He makes it to Earth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Great superhero, all this. So do you I'm get the idea not to that they're not things. going to get there? I'm trying not to spoil things. Because there's a big thing that happens in the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. Because there's a bit of information when Adam Strange comes back in the first episode that he doesn't divulge, and someone else divulges in episode four, and it causes a rift between the two. How many people are time traveling on this thing? So far, three. And it's unexpected people? Like, you know, the usual people you expect, Rip Hunter, Booster Gold. The second one is very unexpected. Hmm. And he's played by... um, Who's the guy from who? Who is the guy in Arrow? Walter. He's played by Walter, and oh, you yeah, don't yeah. know who when you find out who he is. You're like, whoa, okay. This show got way more interesting because now I don't know where it's going, and now I want to know where it's going. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd say episode it's like th- around three and four is what when you see it. You're like. Okay, now I'm in. I'm in. I get like first two. It's like ah, it's okay. It's a lot of exposition, but mm-hmm. three. It's like now I give a shit. Was it a big cliffhanger that they ended on? Um, no. It's like story beats and character beats that like make the show like. Well, Game of, not Game by of Thrones style, where I, I mean, I I only watched up to season three, but one thing that seemed to happen recurringly in those last episodes was like, all right, we're going to show you where everybody's at at this point, and that's where we're going to end it. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a cliffhanger, but like, okay, this is what Tyrion's up to, this is what Daenerys up to. So they kind of do that for, for this season. Yeah. It's it's definitely worth I would say give it a shot. Yeah, I think it's... Well, I haven't watched Gotham in years, so... All right. <laughs> it's... It... Now it feels necessary. Hmm. When if the idea was first pitched, like announced, it was like that seems very unnecessary. Oh, I shook my head immediately. <clears throat> it's like, just I, like, I, well, I, just... I don't need this. And now I watch them, like I really like it. And it seems like sci-fi is becoming a legitimate TV series yeah. channel. Because like between this and Channel Zero, and those the are Expanse. two series I really want to watch. The Expanse is that the one that just got canceled, canceled and picked Amazon's, up by Amazon? Yeah. yeah. Have you been watching The Expanse? I've watched a couple, a little bit of the first season. I love it. I want to sit down and get all through it, though. Yeah, i, I got to binge it at some point. But I might be able to... I would say sit down. It's it's only 10 episodes, and the episodes are only 42 minutes. I would watch. I can probably sell Gina on this. Like, one thing that we've really struggled with, especially lately, is just, like... 
you know, Flash and Arrow and Legends has at least found its footing as something different, but so so many of these shows, it's like, you know, we're turning the same goddamn ground over and over again. This doesn't. This is new. Okay. That's why she loves Gotham, by the way. Is this the, this is new. Like, we haven't seen this from a superhero show. You've seen it if you've watched Game of Thrones. But it's a sci-fi show, so it's it's not fantasy. It's very sci- like very sci-fi. What? I'm sorry. What exactly does that mean? Because see, when I think sci-fi, I can't help but think of friggin' Man Thing. Did you ever watch the Man Thing movie? Which is yeah. one of the most god-awful things ever invented. No, no. I I'm saying that in a way like production design, um, time travel beats. Mm-hmm. It. It looks and feels not like sci-fi. This channel, sci-fi, the genre. Right. Uh, I think the look of what can I like compare it to? It's just not cheesy. No. Yeah. Okay. It's not cheesy. All right. All right. Did you see how like what did you think of how Krypton looked on Man of Steel? The design of it. Yeah. It was definitely a take. I mean, it was. Like gritty Mad Max style Avatar, and I hate Avatar, but yeah, it's not fully that, but it's not Smallville Krypton. It's got a very, at least from the pictures I've seen so far, very gray palette. Yeah, it's not like a yellowish, goldish tinge yeah. to it. So I kind of appreciate that. Not, not that I mind it, but it doesn't assault my senses. No, those things do. Um, it just has a visually, it has its. It has a template and a look that most TV shows don't have, especially superhero TV shows. All the CW shows look the same. Hmm. Would you say it's must-watch TV for superhero stuff or comic book stuff? It's. I wouldn't say it's must-watch. I'd say it's give it a shot and see what you think. Hmm. For me, it's become a must-watch. But for everyone, I would say it's give it a shot at least. Yeah, it at least give it, give it the least, first, yeah. like... Four episodes a shot. Alright. I'll definitely pick it up at some point. I'm going to give it a try. Uh, is there anything else you've been re- reading or um, watching lately you want to suggest? Well, we can talk about all the CW shows. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave episode. that for another yeah. time. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to stop by the shop, but uh, the new Black Panther number one, Ta-Nehisi Coates, is still writing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it's Daniel Acuna is the one write, uh, drawing it. Fantastic. I mean, you don't. You wouldn't think Black Panther in I space. I loved his. I loved his, run, his run when he first started. So. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent. But like, you wouldn't think Black Panther in space would work, and and it's yeah, it's great. It's really just it's enthralling, man. I I was not expecting to fall in love with the book. I just picked it up to say, okay, let me give it a shot. Uh, I mean, I love Batman White Knight. Yeah, it's, I finally I finished it. that. I loved it. I I'm looking forward to seeing them pick that up at some point yeah. again. Um, what else have I read that I really liked? Or watched. Oh, um, the Deadly Class trailer. I, I've been avoiding it. It looks awesome. It looks great. You think it's going to live up to, because that's, that's a, <laughs> one of my favorite indie comics No, it's not going to live up to it, no. Yeah. No. But it'll be cool. And it's sci-fi still, yeah. right? Yeah, it looks good. Another thing that, like, sci-fi, they don't look cheesy anymore. How are they getting the production for this, or the money for this production? Stuff? I don't know. Or did they just hire a new company? Or what? I don't know. It looks good. The Russo brothers are doing it, so. Yeah, yeah, that's quality right there. And uh, what's his name? The guy that plays Wong. Yeah, yeah, I saw him. He's playing in, uh, the uh, headmaster. Screen cap, yeah. Yeah. 
I saw two movies <coughs> I'll, I'll mention just because one was much better than I expected it to be, and the other one wasn't. Or the other one I didn't even want to watch. That was just a bad experience. Uh, the Fifth Estate. Oh, jeez. I put it on on Netflix. Ugh. Story of Julian Assange and that the uh, <laughs> WikiLeaks. And did you watch it? No, I don't want to. Why not? It looks awful. I will say this. It's it's not exactly a super entertaining movie, but at least it's willing to ask questions to to have a conversation about the morality of it all. And I appreciate it for that. And Benedict Cumberbatch actually sells the character really well. But if you're bored one day, it actually yeah. it's not as bad a I'd movie as you thought I'd rather watch Wolf Warrior 2, because if you're asking something that I watched recently, I watched Wolf Warrior 2. If you don't know what Wolf Warrior 2 is, you should look it up on Hulu. It is the second highest grossing movie ever in China, right behind Force mm-hmm. Awakens. Do you know what it is? I, I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen oh, it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I know of it, and I've seen the like. It's one of, it's one of my top stuff. favorite movies of the decade. Wow, okay. Along with Sucker Punch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i have to check it out now. I didn't know it was that good. All right. I will say it is, think of any American propaganda film, American Sniper, Rambo, where the guy can do anything, and it's just... The Chinese version of it? It's the Chinese version of it, and you have... Um, like super pro socialist oh, or, yeah. or communist Just, well, ideals. Like, um, the American the Americans won't save our people in in South <laughs> Africa be, or in Africa because the UN won't allow it. So they're pulling out. Uh, there's like the action's actually awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank and all the bad guys. Instead of you know in American movies, it's like the bad guys are either some Asian country, even though those countries in real life are our allies, but right. in this movie, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, the uh, villains are American mercenaries, very, mm-hmm. all very stereotypical Americans. It's like, when you see it, you'll crack up. Um, it's like Frank uh, Griot- the host. Yeah. The, host <coughs> the host vilifies Americans, I think, is, worse than any movie I've ever and seen. And this does, too. And yeah. then uh, Frank Grio is the main bad guy. And at one point, he's fighting, like, the hero. And he goes, the Chinese military doesn't suck as much as I thought it did. <laughs> that is an actual line in the uh-huh. movie. Okay, now, now yeah. i got to watch this. And then, um, at the end of the movie, when it ends, there's a credit scene. You mm-hmm. know, it's like whenever it's like gives you information or something. It says, to all Chinese citizens, where no matter where you are, your government will never forsake you. <laughs> Wow, they they went there. Okay, it's about um, it's a little over two hours. Where uh, where where did you watch this? Uh, am I gonna have to? It's on Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, okay. I had no idea it was on Hulu. Uh-huh. Right, I'm I'm gonna go home and add this to my to my queue list. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually like the when you just watch it for the action, it's amazing. Hmm. Like the action is awesome. Um. But then, like, you get in just the Chinese propaganda in it. I mean, Americans, like, we've watched propaganda for mm-hmm. years. I mean, half our superhero movies are propaganda, if you really sit down and think about it. Yeah. Because um, it's all about a superhero who has a suit, and the villain has the same exact suit, but the superhero says, you aren't allowed to have that suit, I'm allowed to have the suit. <laughs> but we can talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll leave those <laughs> philosophies for another time, man. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty much the... Chinese version of like a Rambo or something like that, and it's awesome. I'm super pumped about this. Like between Krypton and this, I, I'm super excited to get home and, and start watching some stuff. Uh, man, I almost don't want to bring it up, but I know you like these three guys, and I was expecting it to be so much funnier. 
But like Gina added Game Over Man. I haven't the watched it. Oh my god. I heard it's oh awful. My Brett god. watched ten minutes of it and was like, I'm done. It's it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> another <laughs> another crap. good Netflix movie, surprisingly, uh-huh. The Week of. The, the Adam Sandler Chris Rock movie. It's actually really funny. And it's one of it his was most a lot like funnier than I expected it to be. That is the saddest character he's played in so long. It was tragic. It, it really was is. really tragic. <laughs> and, but there's a moment... Sorry, spoilers. But there's a moment when Chris Rock tells him, what, what, are you, what are you sad about? Everybody likes you. My family likes you. Your family likes you. Your daughter likes you. I can't even get my kid to talk to me. What's the problem, man? You should be, you should be like a million bucks. And It's like almost borderline Sandy Wexler where yeah. it's like you almost want to like say, ah, oh, you're such an idiot, but he he can sell the sizzle on I that. I will you say, know? when the magician, and any scene with the magician, I was cracking <laughs> up with huge laughs, huge laughs. <laughs> he was great. He was and then, superbly uh, cast in there. Any scene with the grandpa with no legs is hysterical. Mm-hmm. When the guy's running down the street, I, that's like, I was crying, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> when they're driving away, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's woke up, he woke up, and it just like... <laughs> Probably because you've gone through something like that before. Hey, you just but keep yeah. driving. You just, mm-hmm. I'm not turning. Wow, I'm surprised you liked that movie. I I loved it. Dude. We put I it thought, on just because. Hey, you know, was, let's try I it out. I thought it was awesome. Okay. And just the part with like when that family gets there, like, oh yeah, we're here in New York. Can't wait to like party up in the city and then mm-hmm. come to the wedding. Like, well, it's gonna take you about three hours to get to the city. So. <laughs> oh man! All right, that's a good one. Man. So, well, right. if you want to reach us, uh, social media, Twitter, at 4CSPod, or at 4CSLewis, uh, L-U-I-S, uh, Facebook.com, slash 4CSPod, and uh, 4CSLUIS at gmail.com. Uh, drop us a review. I'm thinking of doing something where I'm going to push people, uh, is that the right term, push people into reviewing or giving some feedback by sending some free comics. Okay. Because I got a whole bunch of free comics. No, I I have so much shit, too, if you need anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But from Luis Cavedo. Dominic Saragusa. This is Four Color Sequentials. (laughs) 